What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Bro Pod podcast. And we are a podcast that talks about everything. And by everything, I'm talking about food. I'm talking about sports. I'm talking about news, politics, what shows to watch on Netflix, what movies to go see. And today we are going to talk a little bit about those. We have what are the top five shows to stream today at this very moment. And we also are going to talk a little bit about some of the top news stories of the day and of the week. Maybe some breaking news in there. Who knows? You never know what goes on during these podcasts. Also going to throw in maybe a little bit of sports, maybe some food, a little bit of movies. You never know. We just kind of we're going to roll with it and we're going to see where we go. Y'all can let me know what y'all want to hear on the next podcast. But today, starting off, going to talk about the top five shows to stream And this is on all platforms, so HBO Now, Hulu, Netflix, uh, some of you guys that like have PlayStation View, Hulu Live TV, YouTube TV, I don't know if you can get that on these, but I'm just going to kind of talk about everything all together. So starting out at number five is This Is Us. Now this is a show that I really have gotten to enjoy. I had to take a break from it because I'm trying to catch up on a show that you'll hear later on. You got to stay tuned for that one. But This Is Us is a beautifully made show. Uh, It talks about the family uh, of three triplets and these two parents and kind of their journey. And it's kind of, it's got flashbacks to when they were kids and their parents were there. uh, And it goes to the present and even jumps to the future every now and then. Just a really well-made show. It, It is a tearjerker, so... You got to be ready for that, but it always makes you feel good in the end, and i that's kind of what I like about it is that you're able to kind of see the humanity of an actual TV show, and it's not so unrealistic, and it's about so many of the things that we go through through our daily lives, like um, just just like de- depression and, and those of you that suffer from uh, alcoholism and, and just family issues in general. It's just a very well-made show, and just kind of talks about this family's personal lives and what they've had to go through to where they are now. Um, Very well made. It may take a couple times to get into it. Me personally, it took me a couple of times. I don't know why I couldn't get into it. Always Always try to go and find a different show, but finally was forced to go ahead and watch it through the first season, and I was hooked after that. It is one that you want to binge watch quite a bit, and they're 40-minute shows. They're not too bad. They're not the 20-minute shows that some people hate, which I really don't get why you hate those, because 20-minute shows, me personally, I like the 20-minute shows because you're not stuck there in your bed for hours and hours. It's 20 minutes. You don't have to pay too much attention. And that's why I like this next show over at number four. It is, and who doesn't love it, The Office. Wow, The Office has to be the best, I think the most well-made and best comedy type show ever made. Now, all you Parks and Rec guys, shut up. I don't want to hear it from you. I, I watched The Office first, then try to go and watch Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec doesn't even compare one bit to Michael Scott and the rest of The Office. Now, The Office, after Michael had 
possibly... Oh, I gotta catch myself on that one because I don't want to spoil it for those of you who have not watched The Office. But The Office is just a spectacular show. Very dry humor. It's not for everyone. Um, I don't know how it made it on TV just watching it in this day and age especially. Uh, It's got some very uh, raunchy stuff in there. But one of the most hilarious shows ever made. Um, definitely one that you can binge watch over and over and over again. I always catch myself re-watching the seasons every single time I'm trying to find another TV show. And The Office, I think, is so many people's go-to because it's you're able to kind of pick favorite characters. There's annoying characters that we all know who they are, and we all know who the three favorites are. Um, personally, mine is Michael Scott. Obviously, Jim is a good one, and it's a toss-up on this one. I don't know if I like Creed or Dwight more, but y'all got to go and watch it, and you got to let me know who do y'all think is better, because just the dry sense of humor and workplace comedy it is, is just absolutely hilarious. Now, the first season of The Office is kind of garbage just because they try to copy the British version of The Office, which failed. Um, it just, it just wasn't near as good. And then that second season, they finally went off and did their own thing. And I think actually the creator of, or the director, the guy that wrote, um, I'm trying to look it up for you, but that wrote The Office actually appeared in some of the episodes as a a guy named Mose. So you actually got to look out for that because, uh, it's actually pretty cool, and also I think that same person went on to write Parks and Rec, and already told you how I feel about that one, but a really good show, um, just hilarious, super dry sense of humor. Some some parents may not like it, but I think a lot of the kids, especially nowadays, really enjoy that show because you can always laugh out of it. Going on to number three, this is one that has stuck around for a really long time, and it's just a classic because it has one of the best actors, I think, of all time starring in it. It's Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston does amazing playing the role of who I like to know him as, Heisenberg. And it is about a, uh, a, a guy who meets up. It's a, science, a high school science teacher, uh, develops cancer, and has to figure out a way basically how to pay for his medical bills, uh, then uh, make things come up a little bit quicker that he meets up with this kid that he used to know uh, back uh, back when he was teaching high school science, and they end up creating a methamphetamine business. And it's, it's not complete. It's just the acting in this show is so phenomenal. And it's got, I think, I just think that everybody needs to give it a chance because it is a, one of every single show connects to each other. And it's not, and if you miss it, you hate that you missed it. And I mean, there's been people I know that have watched it three, four, five times and still get just as into it. That's how good that show is. I just, it's, Brian Cranston is just so amazing in it. And it's, I think it's a show that everyone can watch unless you're one of those people that, or, or you're one of those parents that can't handle watching drugs being made, even though it's fake and just a TV show. A uh, very well-made show. Just cinematography and the lighting of the show is 
phenomenal and the juxtaposition of all the characters faces without any dialogue is amazing now going to number two this is a really good one this one was hard number one and two actually weren't too close together but this is a lot of people's favorites and it's coming out july 4th the third season stranger things this is a blast to the past for everyone watching it i think it's set in about the 1980s it's the character development is phenomenal uh, between the group of kids and Eleven, who is the special kid basically with superpowers. I won't ruin it too much for you, but this one is on Netflix and you have to go and watch Stranger Things. It is so well made. It's already won tons of awards and it's just basically 13, 14, 15 year old kids that are starring in this show and there's also some older ones uh like a guy named steve harrington in the show the character development of steve harrington is wow really 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 good he went from a very unlikable character to pretty likable and it looks like this third season gonna become even more likable and it looks like they're gonna take place in like the starplex mall or something in the in a couple of the previews for season three there's just been a couple of teaser trailers released but i think it's going to be uh really fun to watch it's going to be summer themed the last two seasons it had to deal with the upside down and uh kind of the demogorgons which are like these monster things that open up their face and basically eat you um it's just it's amazing it's super creative i think i is it the the duffy brothers i can't remember their names at the top of my head but those guys were able to kill it making this series and it's one it's one that i've personally watched two times over now and it's still just as good and you're able to catch little things that you maybe didn't see before but number one on the list of tv shows you must watch game of thrones anyone that hasn't seen this show you have not lived this is the best TV show ever made. And I can say that with 100% confidence. The I, I talked about lighting and cinematography for Breaking Bad. The cinematography and lighting for Game of Thrones is wow. That is spectacular. And the way that they're able to shift the wall, all the kingdoms, the character development of every single character, the fact that you can't even get freaking attached to one, which sucks. Uh, it's I really want to spoil it, but I don't want to for those that haven't seen it. Oh my goodness, it is amazing. The fight scenes are there, the love scenes are there, the romance, the action, anything you could think of, zombies even, uh, white walkers, all sorts of good good stuff to go and watch and i'm trying to recatch up on this uh these seven seasons all over again these are hour-long shows each which is really nice because there's so much that goes on and it's uh I, it's based off of a book called a game of fire and ice or a fire and ice or something like that and it is so well well done it's all the houses the main four houses house stark house targaryen um house uh lannister and there's one more why can't i think of it at the top of my head oh my gosh it's gonna kill me man what was that i'll, I'll have to come back to you on that 
fourth house, or you can just watch the show yourself. That's why I'm rewatching it for a second time. It is that good. And the character development and those that you get attached to, there's some you can choose that are so, so exciting to watch. My personal favorites, obviously, are Jon Snow and Daenerys, but one that you wouldn't expect to be is Arya Stark. And that... Macy Williams playing Arya Stark does such a good job and they were able to basically turn her into a character that was kind of weak and like a tomboy type of girl and basically turn her turned into an ultimate bad A and the most fearsome girl that you would ever want to see out on like a battlefield or if you even saw her in person they did so so well on developing her character and Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark just play Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen just amazing. It's I mean those are the two most likable characters. They've got to be everybody's favorites. And I don't know how they couldn't be your favorite, but I think it will be whenever you get to watching it. It's it's a gr- it, it it's such a good show. Um I don't know how anyone could not like it. The first The first, like, two episodes are the only ones that are kind of slow, but it's just because it's introducing you to all the characters, and every single character matches together along with every single story. It is a show you can't look down at your phone on once, because you will miss a little detail that they will bring up and make it a huge detail in a couple episodes later. And each episode is kind of focused on... Uh, one person or like one story there's also oh another character that developed really well was jamie lannister to a very hated to a very likable character um and it's just it's really fun to watch it's exciting it kind of gets you on the edge of your seat it gives you everything that you want in a tv show or that you would want to see after you get home from work or if you just want to kick back and watch a show for a night and then you end up watching like eight shows a night. One time I had some schoolwork to do and I freaking passed out, I think. And I was on, I had watched like five episodes, five hours. It's, you sit down, you watch five episodes. That's five hours of your day that you just lost. But it doesn't even feel like that because that show is that amazing. And uh, those are your top five TV shows that you need to go stream. But moving on over here, let's, let's go to our top news stories of the day. Oh, yeah. Or top news stories of the week. We'll see what we can find here. But just scrolling through the internet here, it looks like the police and the case of Jesse Smollett, that whole weird thing where he, some think he staged his, uh, him getting jumped and it's something with the MAGA stuff and then all. It's all sorts of diff. It's all sorts of crazy details, and I think after he was telling his story, he was explaining in too much detail that someone that just had gotten jumped and basically got their face beat in would not remember, but somehow he remembered it perfectly. Uh, so I guess the the case that was on Jesse Smollett, which was basically of him lying to the police i think he fa- he faced like 13 counts or so let's see chicago police released files on jesse smollett investigations showing behind the scenes manure so i'll just read like the first paragraph right here a 30 and this is uh from megan crapo jeremy gorner jason meisner of the chicago tribune and this was posted today at 235 
says a $3,500 check deposited at a grocery store bank, a red baseball cap purchased at an uptown shop, and a bottle of hot sauce was left at the scene of the Empire actor Jesse Smollett's purported attacks. Now, just that right there, that seems a little fishy. And there's even video evidence, I think, of uh, the two guys that supposedly beat him up using his money or whatever at a convenience store to go and pick up the things that they needed to go and beat him up or whatever. And I think he ended up with like a noose around his neck or something. I don't know. It was a crazy story, but... I guess the files or the the case has been dropped by the court. Um, several Chicago police have said that they think that he should have been convicted. And a lot of people agree that he should have been convicted. I won't give you my personal opinion. I'll let you look that up yourself and kind of give uh, your own opinion and your own thoughts on that. But it's a really weird and curious type case to look at. Um just gonna keep on scrolling down michael avenatti we saw him earlier on uh this year 2018 2019 back in the whole stormy daniels donald trump thing so on an article posted by michael finnegan and mark z baraback of the looks like the los angeles times looks like michael avenatti has been a arrested for fraud so it looks like so the headline here is for Michael Avenatti, a luxury lifestyle built on a purported house of cards. Long before he was Stormy Daniels' lawyer, well before he was accused of trying to shake down Nike for millions of dollars, that's what it was. He was he was trying to get uh, something out of Nike and committed fraud some way somehow out of that. Uh, it was really weird. But uh, Michael Avenatti, we've seen him quite a bit, especially through that whole Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump thing. And he's kind of spoke a little bit with the, during the whole Russia investigation and the whole and the whole thing with with uh, James Comey and uh, why can't I think of his his personal lawyer? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Michael Cohen. And it, it, you've seen Michael Avenatti quite a bit with around that whole thing, but uh, looks basically, I guess Michael Avenatti. It's lived this incredibly luxury lifestyle that i would never get to be in uh so i said flew in a private jet lived in a mansion that overlooked the pacific ocean and would ring up six figure receipts at neiman marcus and other retailers that is one heck of a life but it looks like uh so michael avenatti not not backing off accusations that nike paid associates a prep player so that's what he was going after uh that whole thing's a little interesting i'm trying to find a little more on that maybe i can get more on that next podcast um gonna keep scrolling down i'm just trying to give you five news stories right here before i run out of time uh so the world's an article by national geographic came out and this is really cool so the world's biggest T-Rex was discovered recently. Heftier than an adult elephant, the 9.8 ton animal shows that predatory dinosaurs got older and bigger than once thought. And this is by uh, Michael Greshko, and this was published yesterday on National Geographic. So it looks like a fossil site over in Canada was able to find the T-Rex um, and it weighed an estimated 19,500 pounds in life. That is insane. And have you heard 
I, I don't know if this is true or not, but supposedly dinosaurs had feathers. Now, that really trips me out thinking dinosaurs had feathers because all this time I've been going on and through Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, all that good stuff, it's all been dinosaurs look like leather or whatever elephants like scaly basically like reptiles why don't they have why don't they make one with feathers you know it'd make them way less intimidating i guess they would kind of ruin the revenue that jurassic world and jurassic park has brought in but so it looks like it consisted of a skeleton that's about 65 percent complete and looked like it was missing a couple names but they nicknamed it scotty so you might want to go and look more into that because that's pretty interesting. The whole thing, the whole thing about the whole dinosaur thing, it blows my mind because I think, well, cavemen were, were around during that time. How were they able to fight off a dinosaur if they ever came into contact with them? Or where were they hiding? I mean, I mean, obviously in caves, but do you not think that dinosaurs were going around in caves? And another thing, you know what's so cool? Okay, so... Not trying to plug a show, but if you've watched Crikey, It's the Irwins, that's another show that you should go watch. Oh my goodness, Robert Irwin is exactly like his father, Steve Irwin, and it's basically about that their uh, refuge over in Australia that's named after Steve Irwin, and it's Robert Irwin has basically trying to kind of learn and take the reins that his father once had, and it's just... If you watch him, I think he goes on Jimmy Fallon quite a bit, but make sure you try and tune into that show. I think it's on Discovery Channel or Animal Planet. I, I think it's Animal Planet. It is so amazing. And, and it's also got Bindi Irwin and Terry Irwin, and it's a lot of cool stuff. There's uh, gigantic turtles. Obviously, there's crocodiles, and it's really neat getting to watch Robert. Uh, and the way he acts is so similar to Steve, but... Don't know where I was going with that one, but that was just a random show that came up in my mind. I thought that was going to be a uh, really good one for y'all to watch, especially uh, for those that like to see kind of like the exotic animals and how they're able to take care of them and stuff. It's a really, really neat show. I know on PlayStation View, you can stream it. Um, I think they have it on demand or whatever, but I'm not sure about the other streaming services, which by the way, if you haven't cut the cord... I don't know what time and day you're living in. Save yourself hundreds of dollars and cut the dang cord. Me personally, I have PlayStation View and I have loved it. Now, if you have fiber internet, that's even better because it it's going to stream perfectly and you won't have to worry about a single thing going wrong or lagging. Every now and then, I think during the weekends, it'll lag a little bit. But I've heard good things about YouTube TV, uh, good things about Hulu live or hulu tv something like that uh sling tv is a good one but it's that one's kind of weird with how many people can stream so here in my in in the house that i'm in right now it, it can stream five people simultaneously on playstation view and that's what sold me and i'm able to get all the sports because i like watching sports i'm a sports guy uh and it's got every single show you'd want it's got all the on demand type stuff um it's a really cool thing to do and i think everyone needs to cut the cord it's only a matter of time before cutting the cord uh happens for everyone and i think that's why we've seen so many streaming services recently come up like nbc is working on getting a streaming service and now it's apple tv plus or whatever it is and 
they're all trying to put out Netflix and Hulu and HBO now, and then the market's going to become oversaturated, and then what's going to happen? Well, I don't know. That's kind of the cool thing about technology is that we're, we never know what's going to happen next, but we've seen some people blow our minds just like, the te- like Tesla and uh, SpaceX and Elon Musk, just genius mind. Um, it's it's going to be interesting, but I, I really think that you should cut the cord. I like PlayStation View. Also look into YouTube TV and Hulu TV. I think those are the top three ones that I've heard from several people, and I watch several reviews as well. Uh, those are really good ones to look at. And now, I mentioned Apple a little bit. I uh, wanted to go into their Apple. Uh, Apple recently, they had their keynote or event or whatever you want to call it, and they released, it looks like a Apple TV Plus, Apple News Plus, which gives you like magazines or whatever, Apple Arcade, and this is my favorite, all those are streaming, they're like $10 a month things, but Apple Card is what they came out with, and this is a credit card that it charges you no over, like no late fees, let me click on it right here, I'll give you all some more information on it, a little bit of an Apple plug, but I signed up to look into it, um, so it says a new kind of credit card created by Apple, not a bank, um, so it's the first card that I actually encourage you to pay interest, blah blah blah, scrolling down, so really I want to show y'all like the benefits of what it can do give me just one second here so whenever you whenever you buy something or whenever you see a weird payment on your credit card thing if you have apple card or yeah apple card you click on it and it'll show you the exact location of the of that purchase and what the place was called and i thought that was super neat because I mean, that's something that so many people, you get some suspicious type of purchase on there. Uh, This is a news story, by the way, but I thought I'd throw it in just because I thought this was really neat. And it also organizes your purchases um, in the way that you buy them. So it looks like, so it gives you daily cash. It says whether you're grabbing coffee. All right, so you get 3% cash back on everything you buy from Apple. So that's like Apple Store, Apple Apple.com, App Store, iTunes app purchases iCloud storage Apple music blah 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 you get three percent cash back that's pretty cool uh, you get two percent cash back if you use Apple pay which is the one on your phone and then you get one percent cash back if you use the card that is given to you um, it's really it, it's kind of a cool thing I, I like it personally because um, it just says they, they don't charge you any overage fees and that's something that's really nice especially for some people that struggle with that type of stuff or maybe don't have uh, a huge budget just like most college students like me don't have uh, just thought that was kind of a neat story um, I think that that's a I think that's a good deal I think that Apple's trying to find ways to become more creative and ingenuitive because the iPhones have remained the same for so long. I personally got an iPhone XR. Um, I love it, but it's also, I mean, nothing's changed specifically. There was some news that I uh, saw, and I actually followed them over here on Instagram. Oh, and if you haven't followed me yet on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter, it is at Shantz, S-C-H-A-N-T-Z underscore number five. And then on Instagram, it is at Shantz five altogether. Um, So... 
it looks like 9 to 5 Mac on Instagram had posted a let me pull it up here. Yeah, so 9 to 5 Mac, they posted an exclusive uh, video and it was of PowerBeats Pro, but basically like AirPods, so completely wireless. Um, and this is after like Apple's keynote thing. They didn't release many new products. I think they fixed the iMacs a little bit. But look at this. And I love Beats. I'm a huge fan of Beats. I'll take Beats over AirPods any day. They're both Apple, but my personal preference is the is Beats because they're sweat proof and they can actually resist moisture unlike AirPods. And there's also customizable ear tips that can fit in your ears and it's got the hook that never falls out when you work out, which is super nice for someone really active like me. And it looks like it's got the uh, charging case here that's gonna be able to plug with the lightning adapter or whatever that the iPhone charges on. And it looks like they changed the design just a little bit. It still has the ear hooks and all that good stuff on there. But it looks like they slanted up the little bar where it's got the Beats logo on it. And they just slanted it up a little bit. But I'm definitely going to be buying a pair of these just because they are super cool. And I've been waiting for whenever Apple was going to release some wireless Beats earbuds. We haven't seen much since Apple had purchased Beats from Dr. Dre. Um, and I'm glad that they're finally doing some type of update and making them wireless. I think that's going to be a huge boost towards their market. I sound like a huge Apple guy right now, but it's just because that uh, Beats are just so well made. And so uh, the bass is so much better than I think any other headphone I've ever had. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to buy myself a pair of these whenever they release. I'm super excited for when they release. Go check them out. Uh, it looks like the number nine and then the... T-O and then the number five and then M-A-C on Instagram. Uh, you can check that out yourself. They post a lot of cool stuff about Apple and kind of like some rumors and uh, what's released, but that's supposedly what's actually going to come out. That was leaked whenever iOS 12.2 recently uh, came out. Uh, so going back to news and looking at some other things, obviously there's going to be politics, which there always is. Um, Talking a little bit about the the uh, recent planes, the whole Boeing Max 8s and Max 7s and all that stuff, that is freaking scary. Oh, I don't. I, I know there's all sorts of there's all sorts of flights and stuff, and an airline that was doing really well of communicating back with their customers. Really, all of them were, but Southwest, I personally think, is very good at being able to communicate back with their customers. Uh, especially on Twitter. If you ever have any questions, you can ask them and they'll respond pretty quickly towards your questions. Um, it's a good way to get a hold of them as well. Um, I think at they at first, after there was a big one, a big crash, I think a couple of, let me, let me type it in here. So Boeing Max 8 crash. There we go right there. <laughs> All right, so it looks like, so right here, an article by the Wall Street Journal, um, Andy Pastor, Andrew Tangle, Robert Wall, and Allison Sider, how Boeing 737 Max failed. Um, it just looks like it left them in the dark about a new feature whose malfunction has been implicated, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it looks like there was, so the crash that I'm thinking of, it was in Ethiopia, and it was during this month, earlier in March, or maybe late February. I think it was just earlier in March, and it killed everyone on board. And the first crash was back in October 
Um, it was a Lion Air Flight 610. And that also killed every single person on board. And I think that's a little scary. And Boeing's caught a lot of heat. And they're one of they are the most popular aircraft, I guess, maker, carrier, however you want to call it. Uh, they basically provide their aircrafts to everybody. But recently, Trump had went on and grounded all those flights. They're trying to figure out what happened. That's a really weird story. And if you have a flight, check what type of of airplane you're going to be on if you see a max 8 or a max 7 or whatever you don't want to go on there because the safety on those things is absolutely horrible um it looks like some other things happened so a bump stock uh bump stocks were banned uh after several of those shootings especially the most recent huge one was uh stoneman douglas last year uh during valentine's just a horrible time and there's been several more just recently um and it's it's super sad. And also, uh, go- this kind of leads me on to, into the next segment. It's going to be uh, UFC star. So Conor McGregor unexpectedly retired from the UFC. Now, this guy was one of the most exciting people to watch. He's what brought the UFC a lot of revenue and the attention that it has now. I think his tattoos all across his body uh, have kind of been a were kind of like what his image was and kind of like his attitude and moxie is what really gave him uh so many fans and so many people to go and buy tickets to every single or buy pay-per-views to every single one of his fights and it's you know he lost to floyd mayweather and you know you were kind of like well is floyd mayweather gonna try and go into the octagon and play and face conor mcgregor first off floyd would be an absolute idiot if he ever did that because I mean, just like Conor McGregor, I was shocked that he even lasted that that long in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. I mean, that that was just impressive in itself. He still ended up losing, but um, so that's a that's something that's going on. Uh, Conor McGregor retired. Let me click on it. I'll give you his record here. Um, so it looks like. So McGregor was 21 and four. He's only losing four. Uh, it, that's that's crazy. And it, it was it wasn't this, that long ago that he's retired as well. Back in April 2016, he also announced on uh, Twitter. Uh, this is an ESPN article from Brett Okamoto that said, "Let me see. Where was it? I just had it." Yeah, back in April 2016, he announced on Twitter, I have decided to retire young. Thanks for the cheese. Catches later. And then obviously ended up uh, re-coming on. I think he fought one more fight in the octagon. And then he went and fought Floyd Money Mayweather, who uh, I think that Conor McGregor just in himself had some excellent fashion choices. We all remember that famous suit that went viral just last year or two years ago now. Time's flying by. Can't even keep track. But I, that's that's one that's going to be tough for for uh, UFC. I think John Bones Jones, he's obviously a really big one. Uh, Cody Garbrandt used to, was was a big name. Uh, TJ Dillashaw is a big name still. Uh, there's obviously way more big bigger names out there, and obviously my brother, who's an MMA type freak about and loves UFC, uh, he knows way more about that. Maybe I'll have him come on the show one time, and we can do a segment with him. Um, but 
that's that's going to be a that's going to be a pretty big hit to the UFC. Also, I think Rob Gronkowski retired. Obviously, that speculation's been going around. People have been calling him the goat. So let's 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 straighten this out right now. He is not the goat. He is not the greatest of all time. Come on now. That is absolutely disrespectful to Tony Gonzalez and all the other great tight ends that there have been. Now, if if you're saying he's the greatest of all time in the past five-year stretch or six-year stretch, now that's that could be said as a yes because obviously Jason Witten and Antonio Gates, they're still in the league, but they're also one of the best to ever do it. But Rob Gronkowski did it at a higher level, and I think it's... Rob Gronkowski has scored 16 postseason touchdowns, which is just an insane number. Um, just that's a it, that one, that one's going to be odd for the New England Patriots. But as long as they have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they have nothing to worry about over there. Uh, March Madness, that freaking sucks. It is the most chalky March Madness that I have ever watched. Almost every single team that was uh, ranked top four, top five, every single higher ranked seed has just about won every single game. I think the most exciting game that there's been was the Duke and uh, what was that UCF game. And I think that if uh, Fall, whoever I just remember his last name, and he's like seven six or whatever, and it's just Duke is such a fun team. I personally have Duke making it all the way and winning it all. Uh, I, I think I have them against Kentucky. I think Kentucky is going to do really well, and I think they're going to end up facing off against each other. But it's been so chalky. Every single higher seed is one. Obviously, there was upset between Auburn and Kansas, and there were some other ones with, uh, like I had Marquette being a pretty big, like upsetting some teams, and Marquette barely even made it. Uh, very upsetting. I've not been very into March Madness this year because there's not been really any um, exciting things happen besides that UCF Duke game, which came down to the final 30 seconds where Zion Williamson basically just showed his absolute brilliance and geniusness of basketball knowledge and why he's going to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft, uh, missing that free throw. I think he purposely missed it. That way he could have his teammate go in there, uh, and pull a point, point ahead for the lead. I just think, UCF, if Fall didn't uh, foul foul out, I think it would have been a different game. They couldn't rebound after he after he fouled out, um, and I think that last shot was just pure unluckiness for UCF. It rolled completely around the rim, and it did the thing that every single one of us average C team players, maybe B team type players that used to do that back in middle school and high school. Uh, can relate to where the ball just kind of circles around the rim and then just pops out and it doesn't drop through especially me I absolutely sucked at basketball but um so obviously the big trades with Odell Beckham going to Cleveland I talked there's there's been some uh that's gonna be one heck of an exciting team to watch I've personally became that's been my second team because unfortunately I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and we know that goes every single year I always think it's gonna be Super Bowl so I've had to have another team to be able to root on or root for and it is awesome to be able to root for the Cleveland Browns I've been rooting for them since they drafted Baker Mayfield because I'm a Baker fan and they're getting the two former college teammates Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham together and they got him for basically pennies for what Odell Beckham is worth they traded Jabril Peppers and their first round pick to get Odell Beckham Jr. Odell OBJ everyone knows who Odell Beckham Jr. is even if you're not a sports fan you know who Odell Beckham Jr. is or OBJ you've heard the name you've seen him on Instagram 
he is arguably a top three best top wide receiver in the NFL right at the moment. He is uh, amazing. And now they're going to have two of the guys with the best hands in the NFL. Obviously, Antonio Brown now got traded to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, that whole deal was interesting. He got what he wanted. He played the he played the page, the Steelers just how he wanted to. He made himself uh, get the huge contract, and he also didn't let the Steelers get too much out of him either. Uh, so that was a great play for Antonio Brown. And then now it's the Dallas Cowboys and Tank Lawrence, uh, whether or not they're going to pay him. And it looks like Tank Lawrence and his agent, uh, the relationship is now starting to destroy itself with the Dallas Cowboys going to be interesting he wants to become the top paid defensive end which Khalil Max got 90 million guaranteed which is currently number one in the NFL for defensive ends and they got a couple of guys they got to still pay Ezekiel Elliott Amari Cooper Dak Prescott uh Byron Jones Jalen Smith just there's so many names you can name off is Tank Lawrence worth that and and so many people were asking this too whenever they were thinking DeMarcus Ware but DeMarcus Ware was a different player than DeMarcus Lawrence but I still think that you got to pay DeMarcus Lawrence I don't think you pay him Khalil Mack money I think you give him maybe seven sixty I I would say 65 to 70 million dollars guaranteed is what I'd give to Marcus Lawrence especially with his injury history and uh kind of all those back issues that he's gone through but another segment I want to just kind of slide into uh I, I want to give you a quick movie review of one that I recently watched and it's Jordan Peele's Us I'm not a horror movie guy not at all I hate them uh it sticks in my head I can't get it out uh but Man, that was a pretty well-made movie, and I was actually, like, obviously, I was scared to death. I couldn't even sleep that night. That's how much of a dang. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a wimp. I'll, I'll say it right now, but that's one heck of a movie that Jordan Peele was able to create, and honestly, bravo to him. I think the whole, uh, the story is, it's so mind-twisting, and it's it messes with your head so much. It's not paranormal. It's more... What if this is happening? Is there that alternate reality out there somewhere? And it's, it kind of comes out, is there life outside of Earth? Like, what the heck's going on? I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's exciting. Um, the ending is really unexpected, just like almost two. This is now a second movie after Get Out. Now, I didn't like this near as much as I liked Get Out just because I'm more of a thriller guy, and Get Out was a thriller. And I liked that Get Out had um, a plot that they stuck with. And I think that Jordan Peele with us, he still had a plot, but I think he was a little too over the place and left a couple of things open-ended for the audience to go and figure out, which I wasn't a big fan of. But I suggest that if you're into thrillers slash horror movies or whatever, I I mean, if you're... If you can watch thrillers, but you still get a little scared of thrillers, probably don't go see this because, like, that's the type of person I am, and I shouldn't have gone seen this, or shouldn't have gone to see this. Excuse me, but you know, when you have a girlfriend that loves horror movies, man, it's uh, you kind of get dragged into it. So, Us is definitely one that I would suggest that you go see, especially if you're into it. Uh, very well made, Jordan Peele. It, the way that he's able to go, just from comedy sketches to already one of the best directors at at current current best directors is 
pretty amazing. And I just wanted to end talking about his movie just because I think that you should go see it because I think every Jordan Peele movie is going to be a huge deal. Uh, Us is very similar to Get Out. It makes you think. Um, it's got, it still gets some humor in there to kind of ease the horrorness of his, the subjects being kind of portrayed. Uh, it's already inspired really cool fan art over on Twitter. You can look at it. That's super neat to look at. Um, little bit, it's, it's very creepy, very creepy. Don't get me wrong. And, uh, it's also funny and it's got, it's got an all African-American cast and it's, they every single one of them do a great but my favorite was lupita nyong'o's performance was absolutely amazing um the way she was able to portray both characters because every single one of the actors and actresses had to play themselves uh she she just does a fantastic job the whole entire time and uh, kudos to her and i think um I, i can't remember his name at the moment let me pull let me pull up the cast of us real quick uh, but he played M'Baku on Black Panther. Give me just one second. Uh, let's see. Us cast. Winston Duke. So, yeah, he played M'Baku over on uh, Black Panther. Obviously did a really good job. But, man, he does a really, really good job on uh, us, especially playing like this, this typical dad, like super cheesy, but is able to get real serious and I, I like his character and I love the kid the kids that that acted in this one was just amazing. I'm trying to find out their names. It looks like uh Evan Alex and Shahadi Wright Joseph are the two ones that play uh it looks like Zora and Jason, I want to say, I think, yeah, Zora and Jason, those are their two kids, and they do a really good job as well, they make the kids look super freaky, so the makeup, uh, of whoever was doing the makeup for us did a great job, but Lupita Nyong'o just kills it, I recommend going to see it if you're into the horror movie type uh, thriller movies, if you're not, probably don't go see it, it'll mess with your head a little too much, um, but you can still go see it too because eventually it, you, it makes you think about it but eventually you're able to just be like well that was a very well made movie which is kind of like how I was but uh, that's kind of been everything that we've talked about today so obviously you need to go watch Game of Thrones because that is on my number one streaming list and how could you not watch Game of Thrones that show is just absolutely amazing um, and then we talked about some of the the top news stories like Jesse Smollett, like his case has been dropped, all that good stuff, some sports, and we gave you a movie review. So that just about wraps it up for the first ever Bro Pod. I'm Garen Chance. We'll see you next time.